Hey guys, you can now support this show and make your life 50% better by going to patreon.com forward slash the system is down and signing up for the Downers Club, where you're going to get access to a plethora of wild, crazy, and often offensive bonus audio and video episodes of the show on a weekly basis. For more information, just go to patreon.com forward slash the system is down. The following is a Goulash Media production. Goulashmedia.net. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening on November 3rd, Tuesday, 2020. It's me, your host, Scott McElroy. You are listening to the QAnon Chronicles, and, uh, well, it's the day that we've all been waiting for. I'm sorry that I did not give you the tidbits that I promised you on Friday. Um, I was actually preparing to leave to go on a four-hour trip. To visit Mr. Daniel Smaltz. Daniel Smaltz. I visited Dan. Danshin Smolten. Dan. I think that's his Polish name. I don't know where I'm going with that bit. Anyway, I hung out with Dan. You guys know him. He's the dude that runs the show. And uh, we did record content for you. Uh, quite a bit of content for you. So. So, in lieu of my lack of 15 minutes of tidbits, we gave you, like, very close to three hours worth of content. Um, especially if you are part of the Downers Club, there's some bonus content featuring me, yours truly. Anyway, let's talk about the election. Today's the day, right? If you've been listening to this show for a long time, this is kind of a a, a, a do-or-die moment, isn't it? Um you know, a lot of what I've talked about, a lot of the Q narrative, um, there's a lot of confidence in the Anon community that Donald Trump is going to win the election. Uh, it may take some time to get the election results, which is what the deep state would like, but um, we feel pretty confident, and it seems that Trump feels pretty confident that we are going to win. Um, and if you listen to this show, you know that I am a fan of Donald Trump and uh, will be voting for him, will be, today, because I wait until election day to vote like a true American does. So if you early voted, why don't you just move to Kazakhstan? Like, clearly we know how much you like America. Anyway, okay, so here's what I'm going to talk about real briefly today. Um, Two things. One is, uh, well, it's election day, right? So, you know, this is the last day that you can decide who to vote for. Let's talk about John Piper. I'm not saying vote for him, uh, but you may have seen uh, the article that he wrote on Desiring God about a week ago or two weeks ago, um, and he uh, added an addendum to that article later that made it clear that he's voting third party, but if you read the article without that addendum, you know, and I know, that it really presented a very binary 
choice uh, between two candidates. And John Piper, who's a very, very well-known Christian thinker, theologian, etc., pastor in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis or Minnesota, uh, he's very well renowned in the Christian world. A lot of evangelical conservatives take his opinions very, very, very seriously. And he wrote this article essentially making the argument that it's better to vote for a man of character whose policies are bad than it is to vote for a man of no character whose policies are good. And the way the, the article was written was presenting two options. And, you know, according to examples that he cited, it was very clear that those two options were either Donald Trump of no character but good policy and, and then Joe Biden, who's got sterling character but, but uh, terrible policy. And the reasoning was very uh, baffling to me. It was baffling reasoning. It was essentially like, well, you know, if you look at Israel in the Old Testament and uh, all of the warnings about the character of their leaders and how leadership can really infect a nation and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you know, we really need to make sure that uh, we're voting for somebody of character. Don't mind that uh, if you can hear a telephone ringing, it's probably... I don't know, Donald Trump calling me personally to tell me how excited he is that I am going to be voting for him today. Um, anyhow, Piper's, Piper's argument uh, is basically, if I want to sum it up, here's how, here's how I feel about it. I think that that thinking is outdated because it assumes that you are getting a real picture of any candidate that you've ever voted for in terms of like their debate appearances and their campaign event appearances. We, we get lulled into this false sense of knowledge and security, like, like what the candidate presents on TV is an indicator of what the candidate is actually like. We've, we, people like Piper have laid out a false dichotomy of, well, it's either character or policy, right? And, 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 and you can have a guy with bad character who's got great policy or something, and you can also have a guy with great character who's got bad policy. I submit to you, John Piper, if you're listening to my widely esteemed show, uh, I submit to you that maybe the best indicator of the character of a president is their policies. That's really what it comes down to. That's the best indicator of the character of the man that you are voting for or voting to reelect. Their character is indicated by their policies. That's the best thing. That's the best piece of evidence you have to surmise what the character of the man is actually like because anything else that you're getting is a curated reality. It's being presented to you. There were people who spent a lot of time thinking about the best ways to most effectively present the image of the man that they want you to vote for, but it's, it's very difficult to do that with policy. And so we really ought to be looking at policy, John. In fact, that's, that's how we determine the character of a man, you know, because men like Biden have lied to us for 47 years about all sorts of things, not the least of which their involvement in their son's treasonous business dealings with foreign entities. Um, the reality is nobody has been a good man that has run this country for the last 40 years. We know that. Nobody's been a good man. I'm sure Piper was the kind of guy who 
Maybe, maybe he didn't, but I'm sure he'd be the kind of guy who would say that he liked Bush and that he liked, uh, you know, McCain and voted for him in 2008 because of this, the character of these men. It's Kabuki Theater. You don't know anything about these men other than uh, what they've done. That's the only thing that you can use to actually make a decision here. Not what they say, not how they make you feel, not what they act like, not how they present themselves. What have they done? What have the ramifications and results of those things been? What does it indicate about their faculties if they're making decisions like Obama that result in drones bombing countries every single day? Um, you know, whereas this president hasn't started a new war at all. And that's, and he's the only president who's ever done that. And yet myopic people will, will say, well, we're still in Afghanistan. It's like, yeah, well, <laughs> we're in a support role there. We're training the locals how to do their thing. So anyway, my point is <laughs> when P Piper writes an article like that, two weeks out from an election, that, you know, there's, there, there are people in the evangelical base who take his word as pretty close to gospel. And I think, I, I, I don't know why he wrote that, but it was very frustrating for me, and I wanted to rant about it. And then also the other thing I want to talk about is the Trump rally that I went to last night. I went to a Trump rally. It was really awesome. It was very cool. Um, very, very cool. I went to the Kenosha Trump rally. It was uh, honestly a lot more logistically sound than I anticipated. Like it, it, it still took a long time to get into the venue, but less of a long time than I thought. My feet were on the ground in the venue by 10 after 7. And he didn't start talking until about 10 after 8. So, got to mill about and hang out with a bunch of people. They give you a MAGA hat when you get in, which is really cool. You think, wow, that's really decent of you guys. Free, you know, swag, right? And it is swag, but also... Um, you put all of your belongings into that hat before you go through the metal detectors. Like you, we had to stand in a line to wait to get our temperature taken and then, and then stand in another line to wait to get like screened security screening. And I'm going to tell you what, the one thing that I really hated was that vapes, e-cigarettes apparently are a banned item. I didn't know that until I was, too close to the security stop to uh, do anything about it. But um, my vape got confiscated last night. I was not allowed... I was not allowed the freedom or the liberty to adjust nicotine in a nonchalant, unobtrusive way. And I look, I know I've been on the show and I've been singing the praises of this guy, you know. But listen, I just spent like 10 minutes telling you about how the things a person does are indicative of their character. And the fact that I went, that they took, they took my vaporizer is fascism. It's fat. It, that was, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I've been, I haven't had nicotine in 12, 13, maybe 14 years. It feels like it's only been hours, but these people, they, oh, they took my rights away. I'm just kidding. I'll probably buy another one. They're like 20 bucks now. You know what I mean? Because the government doesn't subsidize or regulate them. Well, they kind of regulate them, but they don't subsidize them. So they're, they're growing to be increasingly cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and of course, I'm completely kidding. I don't think Donald Trump is a fascist. More likely, 
you could probably make a bomb out of a vape. So I get it. I probably should have read the email a little bit more closely, and then I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have lost it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Trump rally was really cool. Uh, very wide variety of people showed up, um, and it was just the energy there was very calm, accepting, uh, unified, blah, 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 blah. It was really, really good. But, um, yeah, uh, just, I just wanted to touch base with you guys. And on this, the election day, we're going to post this today as well. You will see uh, the, the uh, election apocalypse video that we filmed. Over the weekend, uh, later today, presumably, I think. Uh, but regardless, listen, thank you for listening. Today will be a big determiner of what I do in the future uh, with this podcast. Because, you know, we're. I think we all know that what is to come is going to be unlike anything that has come before it. We're not going back to normal, folks. It's just a matter of, of which reset are we going to get. And maybe that sounds hyperbolic or extreme, but I think most of us feel that energy, that this isn't normal, and, and what is going to happen today will be very, very significant, no matter what the outcome is. Uh, so, hopefully, the outcome is one that makes me feel comfortable to continue sharing my aberrant opinions on the internet. Um, because one of the outcomes would make me honestly, legitimately pretty uh, wary <laughs> in the future. Wouldn't want to get hunted down and put in a re-education camp. Maybe that sounds crazy. Maybe it is crazy. Well, I don't think it's an illegitimate concern. So, good luck to you folks. Uh, whoever wins, uh, I do believe that the sovereign lord of the universe is in control. So we'll see what happens. Thanks for listening. This has been another Dispatch from the Universe. Like us, share us, subscribe to us on all your favorite social media. Go to patreon.com, join the Downers Club so that you can listen to the bonus episode that we recorded this weekend along with plenty of other bonus content. And, uh, you know, stay weird or whatever we say. I like you guys. Be safe. and Goulash Media Production. GoulashMedia.net This concludes our broadcast day. Click.